You are tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. We are so happy to be here today. How's everyone? We're, we're good, right? Yeah. Because it's been a crazy, crazy week. So we um, usually, when we start the Extension Hour, uh, by the way, welcome to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler. This is um, the Extension Hour with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And I have uh, our family and consumer sciences, uh, the whole staff here today. I've got Mike McBride. Hello, everybody. Jenny Adams. Hello. And Michelle Scaife. Hi. Welcome. And so usually when we start our um, Extension Hour, we do a little bit. The first segment, we talk a lot about kind of what's coming up and events and things that we want people to know about, which um, is always good and important. But given the circumstances of this week and kind of things that have been happening, um, we wanted to focus more on um, storm recovery. And um, after after a disaster is what we're really going to talk about, how to to recover. So as you know, um, Hurricane Harvey has come through and uh, wreaked havoc on the whole southeast Texas area. And Montgomery County has... um, sustained quite a bit of, of damage and lots of floods and um, several of us were trapped in our houses for a few days so um, what we want to do is you know there's there's a lot of we've got a lot of information in um, extension about how to prepare for a flood and what to do um, so now at this point though the flood I mean the, the waters in some places there's still water but um, we're kind of past that so talking about how to prepare is is kind of a moot point now now we need to look at how do we recover? What do we do next? So that's really what we want to focus on today. And we're going to look at um, we're going to look at three different areas. There's um, so much that we could talk about, but we just want to hit some high points. We're going to talk a little bit about food and food related issues. We're going to talk about home cleanup and safety, and then also we're going to talk a little bit about things that people don't think about quite as often, but coping um, with the stress. So. Um, we're going to start with talking about food and food-related issues. And, Michelle, you uh, pulled up some tips for us and some things that we wanted to talk about to make sure that everyone was aware of. Absolutely. And so the, the big key thing to remember every time we deal with food in a power outage or in a flood <coughs> or in a disaster is, when in doubt, throw it out. Uh-huh. Just don't risk it. It's not worth it. I know it's hard to stare at something you've spent your hard-earned money on and throw it in the trash and start over, but it's much safer and easier and better. Um, A lot of us had time without power, without electricity. We may have had water in our homes, and that does change our food safety rules and our food safety guidelines. So any time we have a food item that's come into contact with flood water, it just has to go. We have to throw it out. There's no recovering. There's no cleaning it. There's no reclaiming it. It needs to go because there's so much in that flood water that is dangerous and an unhealthy situation. So we throw those out no matter what. Um, If our refrigerator has been without power for more than two hours um, and has been open or closed several times, a lot of times that food has gotten down to the danger point and has spent too much time there and it needs to go as well. And um, one thing that's important is when you're throwing that food out, we wanna make sure that we've either um, contained it in a bag well, we've either wrapped it in foil, um, it's immediately gone to a dumpster situation or it's been burned if it burning is safe in your area because we don't want animals or other people getting into it and eating it and getting sick too. Right. Important thing to remember, if it's not safe for human consumption, it's not safe for consumption. So um, definitely there's a lot of things to do while you're cleaning up. And what you just mentioned, put it in a bag, wrap it up. If, if it's food that you think is contaminated, we don't want anybody else getting into it. And then in crisis situations as well, people are like really – in. We, we get, get desperate. desperate. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, you know, you see something, maybe it's good. But uh, like you said, it's not worth the risk. I mean, we've already experienced so much heartbreak and um, terrible situations that, you know, getting getting a foodborne illness on top of that, on top of everything else you've gone through. Miserable. Is just, exactly. I, I'm a cheapskate. So how much is a doctor going to cost compared to another <laughs> gallon of milk? <laughs> that, that That's a good way mm-hmm. to uh, look mm-hmm. at it as well. So, yeah, it is, it is hard to throw that stuff out because it is a loss of... It seems like a loss of money, but... Um. And we've had questions about even, you know, oh, well, I, I home can this, or it's in a can that's completely sealed, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not safe either because there's no telling what's on that, and there's right. no way to 
properly sanitize it. And that's if it's come in contact with, with the flood water. So, right. yeah, exactly. we just want to clarify, just because there's water, like, on the ground, that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to throw everything out. But right. And then with the, our um, freezers is another thing that people um, are usually concerned about when the power goes out. Um, so if there's ice crystals left... If there's ice crystals left, you can generally refreeze that item. Um, the, the rule of thumb is two days. A full, well-stocked freezer, if it, is, if it remains closed, is safe for two days, and that food will stay at a healthy temperature. A half-full freezer is about a day, but that's, you know, again, saying that you didn't open and close it. But right. if you do have ice crystals, that food will generally refreeze. There may be some quality loss. It may be a little bit different texture, but it is still safe. Yeah, so for folks that had to evacuate, leave their home, they come back, they're not sure how long their power was out. Um, the ice crystals are a really good um, clue. And it I've is. also seen a lot of people, they'll either put a glass or a bowl, and they'll freeze it, and they'll put it like a penny on top. And that way they know if it's, you know, when they come back, if it's at the bottom, even if the power's come back on and it refroze, if the penny's on the bottom of the bowl or cup, you know that it was out of power for long enough for that to thaw completely. Right. I've got that bowl in my freezer. Now. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> did you do that a, as soon as we knew the, the storm was coming? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a great little backup trip, you know, just to make sure you're safe. Sure, yeah. So food, um, like we said, we don't want anybody getting sick off of it. So exactly. um, in the freezer, the refrigerator, the other, the other clues, things to look for? Um, anytime something has come open, if a can or a container or a milk jug is somewhat swollen looking, if you're unsure, you know, you weren't maybe you weren't in your home and you come back and they just look a little off, they smell a little off. Or they're bulging. They're bulging. <laughs> Throw it out. Um, don't taste it. Whatever you do, don't no, taste no, it. No, 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 no. But um, if anything looks odd, like we said, when in doubt, throw it out. And, and another important thing to remember is if you've had to throw out what's in your fridge, you need to clean the fridge because you're going to have odors. You're going to have some bacteria in there. Um, generally, we want to open those doors, use either um, diluted baking soda, vinegar, or bleach in water. Give it a good scrub. Make sure you're getting that um, rubber gasketing around the edges and let it sit open for a little while. Just let it air out, then bring it back to temperature, plug it in, you know, before we put food back in it. Good, good tip. Um, so the other thing we noticed when uh, the when the storm was coming, um, the bread aisles gone, gone, <laughs> gone. Why, why? Why is that, Michelle? Why do people do that? Because, because everyone thinks peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> um, my own family was in the store, and people were very, very worried because there's no bread, there's no peanut butter. What are we gonna do? What are my kids gonna eat? And um, I was like, you know, there's more than sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> um, in reality, besides just bread, there are canned goods. Canned goods are easy. They're excellent. They are shelf-stable. For the most part, you can put them in a box. You don't have to worry about electricity. Um, you can eat canned soup without warming it up. may not be as palatable as normal, but it is nourishing and healthful. So um, check the canned good aisles. Check those um, dried foods, fruit leathers, fruit roll-ups that are made with whole fruits and vegetables. Um, the pouched pureed um, fruits and vegetables, um, surprisingly, it will carry you over. I mean, there's a lot to be said. Granola, cereal. Um, you can still eat lots of things when there's no bread on the shelf. <laughs> One thing to remember, I have a brother that weathered a hurricane here in the spring back in the mid to late 80s, mm -hmm. and they went out and bought all sorts of canned food. They had an electric opener. Oh, yeah. So make yeah, sure you've got a way to that. open manual. it. Manual, <laughs> manual can openers too. Yeah, exactly. it doesn't help with electricity. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And you know, in in a crisis situation like this, um, we're going to talk about stress a little bit later and coping. And one of the ways to cope is, um, you know, eating well is important. Um, and you know, I say that we're in a crisis. People are desperate. And um, it's easy to say, you know, remember, remember your my plate food groups, which, you know, that it's not as important when you're um, in a crisis like that. But you know, if, if you can and you do have that opportunity, um, being well nourished is a big part of um, helping get through whatever crisis it is. Or it if is. you're helping people too. I mean, some of the people, some of the people that jumped in their boats and cars and went to go rescue people. They didn't think right. to necessarily <laughs> grab some food to take with them. They just right. went because right. you went. Right. You and know? sometimes people are like self-sacrificing, which, right. but if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of other exactly. people. Exactly. You know, like when you're on the airplane and they say, then they ask an oxygen mask of all, you know, put it on yourself before you help somebody mm -hmm. else. Really, you know, it is important to take care of yourself. Right. And another thing that's food related that um, has recently been um, 
put out on the news, but maybe not necessarily as well, is those who are on food SNAP benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, the food SNAP benefits and FSN service has opened the food stamps to be able to purchase deli foods. So your rotisserie chicken, so you're getting some real whole meat there. Um, sometimes in the deli there's prepared salads or fruit salads or mixed fruits or um, some, some pre-made sandwiches. So those things are now purchasable with their food stamps. Also, they have um, made it so that your, your uh, services will be available at the beginning of the month of September so that we don't have to be concerned about waiting till the end of the month when we're in a crisis situation. Right. And the, those, that deli purchasable hot food thing is through September 30th, right? It is. Okay. It will end September or be reevaluated September 30th. Okay. So, so we're the needs still definitely is? approved to purchase prepared foods through September 30th. Sure. And when you're looking at, um, you know, families that might be looking at complete devastation, um, you know, they're, they're definitely the SNAP benefits, supplemental nutrition assistance program benefits are available. And, um, you know, don't, don't hesitate to apply for those because it's what it's there for. Yeah. It's there for helping. And Mm -hmm. it's, this is going to be a long haul, um, recovering from the storm and from the hurricane and, um, oh yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk more about that a little bit later too, about some of the resources and some some other things that you can do to kind of make that long haul easier, um, if possible. But uh, we are going to have to take a break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk just a little bit more about things that you can do after a disaster. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio. I'm Amy Wrestler, <laughs> and I sometimes I forget what I'm talking about, but <laughs> uh, we'll be back in just a bit. Relax with a cup of joe or your favorite drink for the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce Chamber Chat. The show airs on the first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. Join hosts Courtney Galley and Brian Bondi as they chat about the Chamber's events and programs for the month and invite Chamber members into the studio to talk about their upcoming events and businesses. Learn about your Chamber with Chamber Chat every first Tuesday at 11 a.m. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. And we are back. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we are talking about um, after a disaster. Um, this is Amy Ressler, and I'm with Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And you know what we do in Extension is we're all about helping Texans make their lives better. In times like this, when um, a hurricane is hit and we've, um, we're facing a long long road of recovery and uh, people are wondering what to do it's not something that we ever expected to, for it to be this bad um, you know a lot of people are looking for answers and so we're here we're one source for answers of, of things that you can do um, so I wanted to mention that we've got a we've got a great publication it's called after a disaster and that's kind of one of the things that we're using as we talk today but um, after a disaster how to recover this can uh, be downloaded at um, http I mean, sorry, colon, backslash, backslash, texashelp.tamu.edu. Um, so it's available, you know, so you remember, what were these people talking about? Or I didn't understand what they were saying about this or that. It's got a great um, table of contents, just pretty much all kinds of things that you need to know. Um, in addition to lots of other resources, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about those and some of the other things that are available. But I just wanted to make sure to mention that... Um, this is really a great a great publication. So it's called After a Disaster, How to Recover, texashelp.tamu.edu. And then, um, you know, if you need to, just give us a call. Hey, Mike, what's our phone number? <laughs> okay, that phone number is 936-539-7825. Good job, good job. I'm, I'm, I'm picking on him because last time we were here, I asked him what, his phone number, what our phone number was, and he was like, uh, I don't know. So, you know, even though... We're, we're in the midst of after a disaster, you know, part of co- coping is, is having fun, looking for the light, looking for the rays of sunshine. Mm-hmm. So anyway, th- thanks for being a good sport. All right. So <laughs> after a disaster, we've been talking about food, what to do with food. Um, y- 
if when in doubt, throw it out. That's kind of um, the mantra. So you can kind of sum it all up in, in that. But there's lots of um, lots of little details around that. And we know that people don't like throwing things away if they don't have to. And, and we're not saying that you have to. We're just saying if it's questionable, do it because it's not worth getting sick. So another thing that makes us sick um, that some one of the aftermath effects of a, a storm or floods um, is uh, bacteria and mold growth and that kind of thing. So we wanted to talk a little bit, focus on um, kind of how to clean up after a disaster, how to get your home back to where it's inhabitable. And Jenny, you, you've actually, the last floods that we had, you had a little bit of experience with this, huh? Yep, my mother's house flooded. So yeah. she just got it back in order in September, and we thought it got more water in it this time, but somehow it did not. We were shocked. That's good. Um, yes very thankful for that but for Um, those who have had a lot of water in their house um, you know it goes away it dries up but it takes a while so we want to take some some steps to alleviate that first things first whenever you can get to your house make sure your main power source is off it's been damp you don't want to risk anything or anybody getting hurt Um, you can check your foundation for shifts in the house or building and cracking in the foundation Um, anywhere that you have a visible mold sometimes already in the garages i've been hearing that um they can already see it oh, wow. starting yeah. um so you want to get that sheetrock out and i mean as quick as possible sure. and the installation do you also. have any tips on what does the mold look like what are what are people saying is it is it black and it's kind of me or is it kind of black stuff? speckly yeah okay yeah um but anything that's weird you, yeah anything that looks before. off <laughs> for sure um my cousin actually down in houston they got just a little bit of water in through the wheat poles and like in their laundry room and thankfully some a friend of theirs had a moisture meter and checked and they actually had to take some of the drywall out because they didn't it didn't look like anything but there was moisture in there so wow. they had to take like six inches of sheetrock out um he was actually working on that yesterday um getting that out and you know they were thankful that guy was there so um <clears throat> but yes you definitely want to get that that sheetrock out of there um if it's it it depends on you know how high it is how high you need to go up there's certain rules but sure how high the water level yeah how high the water level is right uh, whether you actually have to right. replace it or not right or how i think much you have to replace. yeah i think last year in the tax day floods my my mom got six inches of water and they had to take four feet of sheetrock sure. out um just because it it wicked up the insulation sure. um so you want to take that into consideration you want to get that out pull the insulation out because that's another big thing that can sit there and just hold on to that moisture um you want to get those carpets out um any upholstered furniture that was submerged that you can never get all of that clean just because you get the outside clean there's still funky stuff in the middle of that so any upholstered furniture you want to get that out of the house too um and sorry i'm going down my list it's okay um Let's see. Um, also, any mud or silt, you want to try to get that out of there before it dries because it'll be a lot easier to get out of there. If it dries, it just kind of becomes concrete. Um, any appliances that contain insulation, that might not be easily cleaned. Um, you want to have that checked by a service person before you use it. So, like, a lot of times around your dishwasher has insulation just for noise quality. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you want to have those checked before you start them back up. Um, <laughs> and, and some of those you need to potentially replace as well right so depending on when it comes to a, mm-hmm. appliances have to be replaced. right and if they're submerged though all the electronics are probably gone anyway so sure. <laughs> those are going to be uh, messed up um you can wash your sheets and bedspreads and curtains um in very hot water or you can have them professionally dry cleaned make sure you sanitize all your pots and pans um any items you intend to keep but again any of your food when in doubt throw it out if it's come in contact with those floodwaters um when it comes to the mold and the um, replacing your insulation, um, make sure that your moisture is less than 14% by weight. Um, you can use a moisture meter to check that out. Um, you also want to check the insulation in your attic. Even if you didn't have water all the way into your attic, sometimes the blowing rain and the moisture, it can wick up there. So you want to check all that too. Make sure that is good. Um, you want to remove, don't just kill the mold because dead mold, Spores can still cause health problems. That's sure. a main thing. A lot of people just think, oh, I sprayed it with bleach. It's fine. Yeah. You really want to scrape and get anything off of there. Um, you can use a solution of one cup of bleach to one gallon of water, but do not use it in your air system. That's another big important thing they say because it can, you know, go through your air system and then it's hard for you to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can either rent or buy a dehumidifier to help get a lot of the moisture out of the air. 
Um, you want to ventilate, open your doors and windows, get some of the fresh air in there so it's not just sitting stagnant. And we um, also, so you're getting rid of some of this stuff, right? So um, there's there's kind of a method of getting rid of debris. And didn't we post something? You posted we something did. On Facebook. Yesterday just, we yeah. had a, a really well done infographic <laughs> <laughs> from the Montgomery County's, uh, County website. And it shows exactly how they recommend that you package, set out at the curb, and and set things that are needing to be picked up from that. And take pictures. That's another big yes. thing for insurance purposes. Take pictures before you start ripping anything out. Mm -hmm. If you can get the water line in the pictures, that's great um, because it's it makes it a lot easier. Get the VIN numbers um, or product numbers of all of your appliances, refrigerators, dishwashers, stoves, anything. Um, make sure you have those product numbers and take pictures of them um, inside and outside. Take pictures of, you know, yes, you want to get that carpet out of there, but, you know, take pictures of the carpet piled up outside. Um, the insurance adjusters are going to be looking at all of that stuff, and they really don't want your debris picked up until the insurance adjusters have come and actually visibly seen everything that's been taken out of your house. That's another big thing that I was um, reading yesterday about it. Sure, and then also to, to go ahead and register with FEMA mm -hmm. now. Yes. I mean, even if you have insurance, um, there still may be some FEMA benefits, but it's better to do it and not need it than not do it and need it later. Right. Right. And I know the EPA um, and the USDA were recommending that if you're going to be handling mold or cleaning out stuff to wear a ventilation mask, mm -hmm. wear yes. some gloves because you're stirring it up and you're getting it into the air and you're breathing dust particles and mold particles. So yes, protect yourself. And handkerchiefs or bandana is not good It's enough. not enough. They want, um, it says like a mask, you want a rating of N95. Yep. Um, you want to take gloves. You want to have clothesline, clothespins to hang stuff up to start drying, scrub brushes, towels, heavy-duty trash bags. Those lawn and leaf bags are great. Um, make sure you have a little first aid kit because you never know, you know, eat those, even those carpet tacks around the edge of the thing. Oh, my gosh, you forget about those till you step on one or rake your hand across one. Um, you know, you need buckets. You need household cleaners. You need disinfectant dish soap, latex gloves, scouring pads, things like that. Another thing... Um, Beware of fraud. When people start showing up at your house and wanting oh, you to, yeah. you know, watch out for price gouging. You want to watch out for people showing up that are not local. And sometimes they'll have local business cards made that are, you And know, they're really nice people, too. They're super nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you want, want to make sure when you do start looking at getting estimates, you want to get written estimates for more than one contractor. You want to read and understand all contracts you sign. Never sign a contract that has a blank. Don't ever pay a contractor in full or sign a completion certificate until all the work is done and acceptable. Um, another thing is identity theft. I had a friend this morning on Facebook say that, you know, just from going to get gas, somebody got her number and hit their bank account today. So um, be be very cautious. And, um, yeah, you want to make sure that, you know, the any contractors you use have good references and, um, you know, ask to see examples of their work. There may be places local. If they're local, they've got some places that they've worked on. They can either get you pictures or let you go see it. Um, you know, so sure. So that reminds me of a couple of places that I was going to mention that are good sources for help and information. So one is the Chamber of Commerce. Mm -hmm. So the local Chamber of Commerce, either here in Conroe or the Woodlands, you know, they and there's they, one in Montgomery too. They they know the businesses, so they know. Um, you know, who's reputable and they can um, help provide that information. And then also the attorney general's office. So you mentioned price gouging <laughs> and um, fraud. And so the attorney general's office is really um, paying attention to that as well. So if you feel like you've been a victim of those, um, you know, hopefully you're able to avoid it to begin with. But you, there is um, the attorney general's office. You can contact them, um, Ken Paxton's office, and um, just let them know kind of what's going on, file a complaint. Again, it's better to go ahead and file that and have it on, fi on file instead of, um, you know, not um, and needing it later. All right, so anything else that you wanted to add? And yes, now that the sun has come back out <laughs> and it's gotten nice and hot and there's still standing water everywhere, mosquitoes, don't forget uh, insect repellent. So when you start working on your house, insect repellent, insect repellent, very, very important. Right. I was so cruising the internet and found a couple lists of, Frauds have already been identified here in the city, too. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, um, in addition to, um, we don't want to get sick from the food, the mosquitoes, there's still lots of... Uh, Zika. Um, yeah, Zika is one of those ones that are, are concerned right West now Nile as well. still. Yep. Um, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about, more about avoid, avoiding fraud and then avoiding stress and... Um, 
and then some more um, potential resources oh, for. I thought yes. of one other thing. Okay. Um, okay. Also, your kids' <laughs> toys. You want to you want to disinfect those too. Um, that was one of the things. Um, you can make a cleaning mix with that for one cup of bleach per five gallons of water. Make sure you wash them really carefully and then let them air dry. But those are the sa- same as if they've been floating in flood <clears throat> right. water. You right, and especially those, those stuffed but, animals. Yeah. I mean, yeah. hopefully the kid had it with them the whole time. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, stuffed animals, it's kind of like the upholstered furniture. It'll just get stuck in there and get pretty gross. So, All right, so we've got lots more to talk about, lots more good tips for you. So come back after this break. You're listening to the Extension Hour right here on Lone Star, Inter- Lone Star Radio. I keep wanting to say Internet. But it's worldwide on the internet, but it's also community radio, and we're here all about talking about the community in Montgomery County and what you can do after the flood. We'll be right back. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Hey guys, I'm Joey Savage. Corey DLG. We are Nerd Thug Radio. Catch us every Monday from 1 to 3 and check out our website, NerdThugRadio.com. We like to talk about quilting, horseback riding, and baking quiche. Actually, we don't, but we do like talking nerdy to you. That's right. Every Monday from 1 to 3 p.m., hashtag talking nerdy to you. All right, we are back. We're talking all about uh, after a disaster, what to do, some things that maybe that you hadn't thought about before. Um, you know, there is a lot to think about when uh, floods come up. So the first thing is definitely being safe. Um, you know, and uh, if you haven't heard it once, we'll say it again, turn around, don't drown. Um, you know, it, there's still going to be some roads that are covered with water. Um, so we want to be careful with, um, with those. And still, just because it's not raining anymore doesn't mean that there's not danger on the roads. So well, There could be water coming from up north that's going to make it rise even when the water stops. So right. some people don't realize that. I think it's just done when the sun comes out, and that's not necessarily <laughs> always the case. you got to wait for it to crest. Right. So we've been talking about uh, things to do afterward. So talking about cleaning up uh, your home, some things to think about, um, your food, your food sources, um, anything that might have been contaminated by flood water. Um, so all of those things, and not to mention just living through a storm to begin with and all the fear, um, creates a lot of stress. Um, so, you know, sometimes we, we just get so focused on, um, you know, on the storm, we don't really think about um, how stress is affecting us or um, ways to manage that stress until maybe later on after things have calmed down. Um, sometimes that's when people really have um, a very difficult time about it. And I, you know, if it's not PTSD, it's probably something very similar to PTSD that people experience, and it's it's a very real thing. So we want to talk a little bit about some coping mechanisms. And um, we've got Mac, Mike McBride with us, and he actually in your former life was, was a counselor, so yep. this is kind of his forte. So I wanted to have him talk a little bit about um, handling stress. Oh, there's so much information to cover here. I used to teach classes on stress management, but they lasted hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we, I can drone on and on and on. <laughs> you got you 10 can. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Give us the highlights. Yeah, think a couple things to remember. Stress comes in two types. Uh, you can have good stress and bad stress. The lady that just won $650 million last week. Good stress. Good stress, but it's, but stressful. it's stressful. It's still unhealthy. <laughs> Everyone in this community has been impacted to some degree or another by the, the storm, the floods. So there are various levels of stress that we all have right now. Um, A lot of this is rooted in grief. So you can look at the the stages of grief, the denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. You're going to go through that, and that's perfectly normal. It's okay. Sure, because it's it's just like a loss. I mean, in in lots of ways, it mimics a death, or it's It's everything you've worked for. You lose your house, you lose your car, you lose your security. And even the sympathy for other people who have lost, I mean, you just see so much devastation around you. I mean, that that, that empathetic stress can be there, mm-hmm. there as well. So yeah. definitely. There's a lot of different ways to handle it. Um, you can go on a rampage and be mad and cranky and take it out on everybody around you. Or you can recognize your levels of stress and eat healthy. You can recognize your stress and do some exercise to burn out those extra chemicals. 
I, I guess the short biology of it, whenever you're under stress, the body puts out different chemicals for the fight or flight. A gazillion years ago, you're either going to eat the Tyrannosaurus Rex or he's going to eat you, so you need to run. Our bodies are designed to do that, but then you get back to your cave, you sit down, you relax, you chill, those hormones are gone. In today's world, with our caffeine, with our TV, the music we listen to, everything is getting us revved up, we never relax. Now you throw in Harvey on top of all that, oh my word, <laughs> there's a ton of stress. So we need to find ways to relax. Um, exercise is a huge one. It burns up all those different chemicals. Uh, there's deep breathing exercises, meditation. But one thing that I think, I think most adults have probably heard of all these things before, but one thing we don't think about is we have TVs going 24-7 with the flood news. You have mom and dad talking, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? Panic, panic, panic. There's little munchkins sitting by your feet who are listening to all this. And when they start acting out, when they start getting headaches, you don't want to turn around to them to say, yeah, 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 whatever, go away. Right. Listen to them, talk to them, because those babies are going under stress also. Yeah, I think it's... Uh you know, when a, when a the baby falls down, however you react to them, you know, when they're learning to walk, if you go, oh, my gosh, are you okay? They and they're like, something's wrong with me. But if you say, hey, you're all right, get on up, we're fine, mm -hmm. it helps reduce that stress level and helps them develop some coping skills. So very good point. I mean, our children are watching what we're doing and um, developing their coping skills. And you think about what's going to happen to these children, you know, the, the ones that are little right now that have seen this and experienced this. What? How is that going to affect them in the future, and how are they going to handle stress, and how are they going to Absolutely. cope with disasters because, you know. Children learn what they live. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. One of the phrases that we used in counseling um, was approach determines response. How you come up to somebody really is going to define how they respond to you. So if you see the kid running around and you turn around and look at them, say, what's wrong with you? The kid's going to respond negatively. But you can ask general questions like, are you all right? You know, you look like you're a little upset to me. And then listen to them. How many of us actually listen to our kids? I'm guilty of not listening. I'm too busy. Or each other. Yeah, or each other, truth. <laughs> but a lot of times if you are the caregiver, whether it's the next door neighbor who's talking with their friends who just lost their house, you don't need to say anything. Just talk or just listen. Be a good listener. Um, if you did not lose a house, you can't come up and say, gee, I know exactly how you feel. Mm. No, you don't. But well, you can acknowledge is, your feelings. Yeah. Yeah. Loss is a very personal thing. So Absolutely. definitely acknowledging that and, and providing empathy. But, yeah, um, yeah you got to be careful about, I know exactly what you're going through. And it's very normal for a person when they lay down at night and they shut their eyes and all they see are visions of their living room, their car or whatever. Those are perfectly normal and it will pass. What I would recommend if you can't go to sleep, get up and go to another room and read a book. Don't watch a scary movie. You know, don't drink <laughs> caffeinated tea. But when you begin to get drowsy, go back and lay down, and you'll train your body laying down as a time to sleep. And those images that are flashing through your mind uncontrollably, they will pass, but it may take a, a couple of weeks to do that. Journaling is huge. You, know, you just sit down and start writing, this is what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. If it's in your brain, let it come out on the pen and paper. Don't worry about grammar or periods. Just get it out and then throw it away when you're done. Sure. But recognizing what you're going through is the first step for you to be able to address it. Acknowledging, yeah, I'm more than a little bit stressed right now. Um, we had a person in my neighborhood, uh, one of the property owner association employees, had a heart attack because of all the stress is what they're thinking because mm -hmm. uh, he's trying to help out too many people and who knows what all he lost in his own house. Sure. So you got to take care of yourself. Right, yeah, that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier, take care of yourself mm -hmm. so that you can take care of other people. And your own family. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, there's there's nothing like a tragedy to um, show you what gratitude is and things to be grateful for. And so um, gratitude is a great way to help mitigate stress as well, right. just kind of focusing on those things that you're that you are grateful for and that the. the you know, the bright side, it's in, it, granted, there are times that it's harder to see the bright side, but there there is there is things to be grateful for out there. And when you can sit down and recognize what your plans are or make some plans, you just recognize the difficulties. Write that plan and then that gives you motivation to start working on the plan and you will recover faster. As the person sits down and says, OK, I need to be taken care of. Somebody's going to come rescue me. They live in that stress forever and they never really recover. 
there was a story on TV earlier today of a family who got evacuated from their house, and the kids wanted to do something for the first responders. So they made them chocolate chip cookies and took it to them. Those kids felt like they were giving back. They're doing something for the community, and it helps. Uh, I know we've got wool slow and go foods, things that you should or shouldn't <laughs> eat, and chocolate chip cookies aren't a good diet, but once do, in a while, take not, care of yourself. There's not no foods. So. Yeah, there's no, that's right. There's not any no food. Yeah, that's like a very awkward thing. But yeah, chocolate chip cookies are okay sometimes. And, and they helps. burned enough energy. <laughs> Those yeah, first responders have. have burned enough energy in the past right, five exactly. days. Well, and Mike and I were talking in the office this morning about um, helping families when they call and they're upset. And so we maybe share some of what we talked about um, regarding how we talk to our kids about what's happened. You want to be gracious and slow with them. Uh, you're back to that approach determines response. If you come in as the authoritarian and oppressive, and what's the matter with you? Sit down, shut up. I'm, Dad's too busy right now. The kids are not going to get through this very well. Sure. But if you can take two minutes of your time, get down on your knees here, eye to eye with the kiddos. Hold them in your lap, whatever, so they're face to face with you. And just let them talk. And they will keep talking until they've had enough. Or if they keep asking questions, give them the information on their level. And they'll let you know when they're done because they'll say, oh, look, a toy, and off they go, and they'll play again. But if they want to talk, do so. It would probably less than five minutes. Right, because sometimes when we talk about um, stress management and coping, we think that you're not supposed to feel anything negative. Like if you're feeling negative, then you're not coping well. But that it doesn't mean that you can't be angry or you can't grieve or you're not supposed to feel process. sad. It is yeah. part of the And part of that is feeling that and getting it out. But then also – moving on um is is the important part of it so you you gotta you gotta let go of it so that you can focus on moving forward and, and if, getting better and recovering and doing what needs to be done that's what i said before if you make a goal the kids can have goals too so they know that you're working towards something that there will be an end to this everything's better the one thing you should never do in stressful times like this avoid caffeine and absolutely do not drink alcohol or take other drugs because it messes up how your body processes the stress unless they're prescription drugs take your medicines i'm talking about street drugs right right yeah. yeah yeah illicit drugs definitely you know yeah it's it's not the time to um make it Party. worse yeah. yeah yeah okay so really good good information here that we've been talking about um some, some things that you can do after a disaster just want to mention one more time there is a great resource that texas a&m agri-life extension has it's um called after a disaster how to recover it's got 20 different um, sections about you know things that maybe you never even thought about um that needs to be done and that can be found at texashelp.tamu.edu or you can call our office what's our number mike that is nine three six Five three nine seven eight two five. Yep, and we've been posting great things on Facebook, Facebook page. So every day this week and even some last week on Healthy Living Montgomery County, we have tips, resources for um, our Montgomery County residents, local information, local links, and things to do to help you recover and get back on your feet. But we do have a few more things to talk about, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got a few more other little things that are just kind of maybe random but uh, important. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio right here on Woo! 104.5 and 106.1 <laughs> and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We'll be right back. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Attention movie lovers, The Ticket Stub is a new radio show servicing Montgomery County that is meant for you. The Ticket Stub is available live every Thursday at noon on FM 104.5 and 106.1, as well as anytime on IRLoneStar.com. Connor and Dick will let you know what's coming out in the theater, what is worth streaming, and what's going on in the world of film. The Ticket Stub, your home for movie talk. Thanks for hanging with us. 
We are here talking about after a disaster. We've talked a lot about food. We've talked about cleaning up. We've talked about coping with stress. But there was a few other little things that we wanted to make sure that we mentioned to you um, as we're talking about, um, you know, what to do after a disaster. Um, first of all, find good information. I mean, we've mentioned avoiding price gouging, avoiding fraud. Um, but find some good, reliable sources. We mentioned the local Chamber of Commerce are great um, resources for information. Um, also, the Montgomery County Office of Homeland Security and Emergency Management. I mean, that's that's the, what they do. They're all about that. So they've got, um, they really have all the kind of information that you need. You know, it comes down to brass tacks of who do you call and what do you say. I mean, we're talking a lot about kind of general things that, you know, to remember to do. But when you need some type of action, they're going to be a good one. Um, one other resource I wanted to mention really quickly is the C Grant, which is um, it's actually a um, sister organization to Extension, and actually they have Extension agents who are our marine Extension agents. And one of their focuses is um, healthy coastal ecosystems, and I'm sure right now that they're crazy. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. But they um, have they have great um, links for post-Hurricane Harvey um, recovery resources. So shout out to Heather Wade and her group there. Um, they put together a really nice... Um, uh, list of things so they've got they're available at texas c grant and that's c like s-e-a so t-e-x-a-s-s-e-a-g-r-a-n-t so texas org, and they've got some really good information there um and then of course the extension office uh you know give us a call what's our number mike nine three six he was ready five three nine seven eight two five i saw on, it coming i know, I yes. know. facebook healthy living in montgomery county you can message us or send us a email or a text we're there yeah yeah or uh, our web our website is montgomery.agrilife.org yeah. that's our county website also we have a um facebook for just the montgomery county extension office sure um texas a&m agrilife extension montgomery county or montgomery, i can't remember i think it's montgomery <laughs> county first yeah. anyway um i know april <laughs> yeah i know april posted um some tips on people that are wanting to donate hay and animal products mm -hmm. yesterday on there. Mm -hmm. um, and it's got some really good resources on there. So um, that is on our main office Facebook page. Awesome. All right. So a couple last kind of things to remember things that maybe you hadn't thought about. Michelle, you want to mention one? Because you have two, right? I do one have two. <laughs> I do have two. Personal experience. Yeah. So um, one thing is a home well. If you have your own home water well system, you do want to make sure that if it's been underwater, you've got that power off to it, that you um, take the time to inspect it, make sure that things are okay, but you need to disinfect that well. And um, you can do that by simply adding some chlorine to the tank and giving it some time. You can have the water tested at any local water well resource center. We at the office do not do that. We get that call a lot, but local well services do handle water testing. And most of the time, there's not much of a charge for it. Um, and then generator safety, of course, follow the instructions given with the generator, but please remember that that is a toxic gas. It releases carbon monoxide. Don't run your generators indoors or in your garage. Um, I know a lot of people outside have, only <laughs> have called concerned about, you well, they're going to get stolen or they're going to get rained on, but they do need to be outside when they're running. Um, it, it's a big safety issue. All right. Um, another thing to think about is um, car seats. So if you have a car seat for your child, a child safety seat, so not just a seat that's in a car, <laughs> child passenger safety restraint, if the car seat was totally submerged in water, it can't be used. So that the, the webbing that's part of the, the harness that holds um, the child into the vehicle, um, you know, it can't even be washed. The, the, um, the outside so the fabric cover of the those can be taken off and washed you know because kids do crazy <laughs> things to those <laughs> um, fabric covers so those can definitely be washed but the um, the harness cannot be washed because the webbing it will affect the integrity of it so if it's been submerged um, then it's you know it's um, it needs to be disposed of um, so they can only be spot cleaned with uh, soap and water and if it's damp smells like mold just don't don't use it. Get it. Just get a new one. Lots of resources here in Montgomery County um, for that. We've got some booster seats that we have um, that we can issue from our office. The Montgomery County Hospital District has uh, car seat checks every Wednesday, and they've got replacement seats that are economical. But you have to make um, an appointment with yeah, them. You do have to make an appointment with Ashton. Um, and then uh, once a month, the uh, Montgomery County uh, KidSafe 
Safe Kids, Safe Kids, uh, Montgomery County Safe Kids group does a um, check around the county. So those are options for your car seats if you and have any is questions. is that covered under your car insurance? I would I would assume so. I mean, it kind of depends, I guess, on the um, insurance. I know. Yeah, your policy. When when a car seat is in a crash, Mm -hmm. then it um, is uh, the car seat has to be replaced, and usually that is covered by the insurance. So, you know, a whole insurance is another. (laughs) We get tangled web. A whole (laughs) other topic, most definitely. But it is worth checking into for sure sure. yeah yeah find out what you've got covered for and then like we mentioned before register with fema Uh, just register if you've um, experienced any kind of damage so that um, it's much better to be registered and not need it than not need it and not be registered and then mike you were saying one more thing when we were talking about stress yeah the stress management find time to have a little bit of fun Uh, go out and throw a ball with your puppies Uh, play with your kiddos go for a walk uh, my own neighborhood is going to have a uh, kind of spontaneous picnic on the 4th mm-hmm. uh, just because we all reached out and helped those people that got flooded in my neighborhood. So now we want to get to know each other. We work together so to get to meet each other now. <laughs> so uh-huh. find things like that that you can do that are positive. Um, they're everywhere, even in, in crisis like this. I don't know if you guys saw the video of the family trying to catch a catfish in their living room. <laughs> Everybody was her- laughing and giggling. They're coping well, yeah. as best they can. Well, and there was those singers at the Lone Star Convention Center, and they were actually featured on um, Good Morning America yesterday. Oh. Um, they just showed up, and they wanted to sing for everybody just to kind of lift spirits. And nice. so they went into the middle of the Lone Star Convention Center and started singing gospel music, and everybody was clapping, and it just kind of lifted everybody's spirits for a minute and kind of took their mind off of everything going on. Right. Yeah, just because, I mean, there is disaster all around, and not to lessen that Mm -hmm. at at all, but that doesn't mean that we have to be somber all the time. Yeah, be nice to yourself. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Um, And the other thing that I would mention, too, is to to be vigilant. The um, you mentioned uh, our website and some people have been calling and they want to donate hay. I mean, there's a lot of people right mm-hmm. now that want to donate a lot of things, which is great. It's awesome. But, um, you know, a month from now, a couple of months from now, there people are still going to be hurting and people are going to still need um, supplies and still need help and still need coping techniques and will still be stressed. In fact, I mean, you know, I think of it sort of like, um, you know, whenever there's there's like a funeral, um, you know, everybody's there, they bring food, they, they give you lots of comfort, and then everyone goes away, and you're still hurting, and people seem to forget. So, um, you know, I hope that we can continue. It's been awesome to hear all the stories about all the great things that people are doing. So, you know, hopefully we'll be kind to ourselves, and hopefully we'll continue to be kind to each other as well so that um, we can keep that spirit of giving going. And so, you know, d- definitely donate now, but... You know, in about a month or so, maybe check around and see if people need hay mm-hmm. or need food Anything, or need yeah. a blanket. Or And or I just say, if you can remember, the, the people that are trying to help you, like with FEMA or the first responders or insurance people, they're dealing with a lot of stress also. So before you pop off at them and start screaming and yelling. <laughs> they're just doing think, their job, too. <laughs> they're just doing their job. They have a lot of stress. Just take a deep breath and think of it. What is it that you really want to say? True. And good manners right now are, are important. Just get along with everybody and a chocolate chip cookie every once in a while too. <laughs> give me a cookie i'm your friend for life <laughs> and then go take a nice walk in the sunshine yes yeah yeah definitely the sunshine the vitamin d very important for people <laughs> all right so um like i mentioned um you know at some point we will get back to normal whatever normal is um you know we'll we'll start resuming our lives again we'll start um having our classes that we have in um in extension at texas a and agri-life extension service because really like I, I said before we're all about helping people make their lives better and, and responding to community needs and um you know right now the community needs to recover from harvey um but in the future we'll get back to some of those other kinds of things so michelle and your Better Living for Texans classes, and just we've got a minute, so tell them a little bit about what you, what you can offer. In Better Living for Texans, we have multiple programs based on um, what helps the wellness of a family. Well, so that would be food safety, meal planning, budgeting, um, ways to lose weight or get fitness into your day without spending a bunch of money or having to have a gym membership. We work um, with everything that, that the family needs, and we do have some classes that are open to um, the public at the Oscar Johnson Community Center coming up on Wednesdays is geared toward um, families with preschoolers. So it's going to be 
reading and then um, basic nutrition. And then on Fridays, we're going to start some step up to scale down classes. And that's Friday mornings at the Oscar Johnson Community Center. And it's introducing families to ways to get active without having to buy equipment or having to go to a gym. Yeah. So, I mean, some of those, I was just thinking about some of those families that are like, I don't, you know, I have to have bread because I don't know what else to feed my family. Um, You know, now's a good time in the next few months and, you know, into the future so that you don't get caught in a a rough situation again. Or, you know, you may get caught in a rough situation because you can't always control it, Mm -hmm. but a way to help make that just a little um, easier to handle. So if you develop some skills for... Um, you know, Stocking that healthy pantry with yeah. some shelf-stable items um, kind of gives you a little bit to go on when something hits you out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. Normally, I would tell people you want to keep your life as normal and standard, bedtimes and reading and whatever. Sure. But this is an absolute perfect time to break old habits. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're already in chaos. So. <laughs> well, to break old habits and develop better, new, healthier habits. Absolutely. Replace the old ones exactly. with something new. Right, right. Cause, but if you already had healthy habits, you know, pick those back up. But just, yeah, it's right. a good time to kind of get rid of those old habits because, you know, who needs them, right? <laughs> Fresh start. That's <laughs> to a healthier you. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> We're laughing because that's the name of one of the curriculum. It is. <laughs> Michelle teaches. Fresh start to a healthier you. So um, thanks for joining us uh, today at, after the disaster. Um, like I said, if you need this, if you need a resource, please don't hesitate to give us a call. What's the number, Mike? 936-539-7825. And then this, uh, you can download this document that we've been talking about at uh, texashelp.tamu.edu. It's the end of the hour, and all my words are running together now. But thank you so much for joining us. And um, if there's any way we can help, uh, feel free to give us a call. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio right here on uh, 104.5, 106.1, worldwide, IRLoneStar.com. And we will see you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for checking out this podcast of Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. If you enjoyed this recording, make sure to check out our past shows online at IRLoneStar.com or their respective video or podcast formats on YouTube, Google Play, or iTunes. If you have any questions regarding the show, either it being about sponsorships or questions for the host, contact the station manager at D-I-C-K at IRLoneStar.com or call the station at 936-647-3776. This show was recorded in downtown Conroe, Texas, at the Lone Star Community Radio Studio. And Lone Star Community Radio reserves all rights to this recording and images.